Welcome to the CND Podcast. I'm Clinical Editor Christopher Stewart. When speaking to pharmacists from all walks of life, I often come across those who are seeking an alternative to their current role. I caught up with Amir Safter, who is a Principal Pharmacist Lead for Education and Development at Guy's and St Thomas NHS Foundation Trust and recently elected to the English Pharmacy Board to get an idea of what those thinking about a career change should consider and how you can make the most of your own career. I think at this moment in time with career changes, people are very disgruntled with the career that they are in and often it's they're just not happy with what they're doing or that they don't get any professional development and they can't see any opportunities for developing themselves and they don't necessarily see themselves in that role in two or three years time and they begin to think actually I want to do something different but I don't know what different is I'm not quite comfortable with but I know I don't want to do this but I don't know what I want to do. Imagine they're in that position where they're not sure what they want to do and they're looking at different careers, career options. What should they consider when they're looking at these different options in front of them? I think the first thing that they need to think about is what are their own individual strengths in terms of what are they good at, what are they interested in. Um, It may be the things that they're interested in are not what they are currently doing in their roles, which is why they want to to do something else. But they also need to think about their own weaknesses and things that they are not going to be comfortable with because changing into another career you're never really going to find something which is completely 100% on your strengths and your skill set there'll always be things that are not part of your skill set and you have to develop those and then it's whether you are willing to have that balanced approach where you know you will like some aspects of your job and there'll be other aspects of your job which you need development and there'll be bits of your job which you just don't like can you suffer that don't like and balance it off against the stuff that you do like. So how can they reflect on their own current career and maybe make the most out of that, making sure that they find the things they like about that, maybe adapt their job around that? I think what happens is when you're in a, in a negative place, you tend to focus on the negatives the whole time. So if you were to write a list of things that you don't like, that list will generally be longer than the things that you do like. But then if you turned it around and said, well, what... You know, what is my purpose in this role? And for example, if it was a community pharmacist, the purpose of a role for community pharmacists is to help patients with their health, well-being and their medicines. And then it's around, well, what difference am I making to my patients, my, my community as a community pharmacist? And then if you start articulating that and writing it down, you begin to realise, actually, I'm making a difference here. I just don't give myself credit for making that difference because I'm doing this every single day. And sometimes it's that one act of kindness that you do every day which you just need to signpost yourself to, to say, well, actually, I'm making a difference. So if they find a job and they're thinking, well, this is maybe something I would like to do in the future, a lot of people I came across are a bit concerned. They don't have the skills or the knowledge in place that they can do that job. So a community pharmacist, they've been working in community for a few years. How can they gain experience in that area? Yeah. I think what you need to do is you need to look at your own skill set first. And obviously, a community pharmacy sees hospital pharmacists as something completely different to what they already have. When actually, as a hospital pharmacist, I tend to disagree with that because the skill set that community pharmacist has is transferable within hospitals. And in fact, the people-focused, person-centred skill set is stronger in many respects in a community pharmacist than it is in a hospital pharmacist. What a community pharmacist is sometimes needing to develop is their 
the clinical knowledge and skills that they have from the degree which they need to refresh themselves on and, and that's where they think um, this is going to be in a hospital pharmacy so different because they are so inverted commas clinical well actually you're seeing long-term condition patients with diabetes and blood pressure and cardiovascular disease you're seeing them every day yourself what you're not necessarily doing is looking at the drugs and the combination of drugs in the same depth that you would do in a hospital so it's about trying to develop that in terms of your knowledge and I think that the thing around experience coming into a hospital and seeing how a hospital works is sometimes a panacea sometimes people think that's the holy grail well actually if you were to you know take that risk and go to a local hospital and say can I come and do a few days of work not shadowing not observational but actual work can I join your bank for example can I come in on a weekend and be a weekend pharmacist maybe start in a dispensary Maybe most hospitals now have outpatients which are outsourced into community, into private providers. Maybe to go and work for them as a locum. Because what they're then doing is that they are beginning to get that exposure to hospital prescriptions, which are often the same as what you see in community, but that we're initiating treatment. So it's a, it's a different clinical screening process, slightly to a, something that's being a long-term condition. So people don't think about going into outpatient pharmacies and I think very few hospitals don't have a hospital outpatient pharmacy which is outsourced and certainly part of the Carter Hospital Pharmacy Transformation Programme is to consider outsourcing your outpatient pharmacy and, and I think that presents an opportunity for community pharmacists to work for those as a locum, as a bank member of staff to get that early exposure into that and then make a step into hospital pharmacy and, and the other thing is around hospital pharmacy is keep applying gonna ask yeah so if i was to get some experience in the area and, and somewhere i think i might like yeah and then i apply for the job and, and get turned down that might like just put me off the process altogether so how do you what advice do you have for those people who are sort of maybe a bit down about that kind of uh, my advice would be to keep going the worst that somebody can say to you in the recruitment process is no when they say no the question then is well what is it in my application form that you feel that was why you didn't consider me a good employer will come back to you and say this is what you need to develop it may be worth not rather than email a personal contact you know can I come in and see you if you're taking it really seriously and and then start to look at what the development needs are you know you, you probably get you know with any any job in any field of employment irrespective of the NHS and you're applying for lots of jobs you will you know highest proportion of, of your application will always be no's because you're taking risks you're going into areas that you don't have that experience in to get that feedback at the application is, is useful and then see if there's a short-term opportunity that they may be able to offer you. And then if you get through to the interview, that's the next stage, which is the higher stage. And you get rejected after the interview, it's really important to get good feedback about the interview itself. Sometimes the feedback may be about lacking confidence and not performing well in the interview. Well, that's something you need to reflect on as an individual because that's something that you can change. And sometimes it's around, you know, you get a clinical question and you don't know the answer to that clinical question, which is something else you can change, but that's a knowledge, knowledge thing. So my advice would be keep going. The worst that can happen is, is, is a no, but don't, don't give up if that's your dream. It may take time to get there, but make sure that you are confident in the own, your own skill set that you have and you bring that into application form, you bring that into your, your interview. It may not be exactly what they want, but they might find that actually... This isn't the perfect person, but this is a person who we can do something with. And then to make sure that you want to write something in your application form around, you know, 
caring for patients within secondary care. Uh, and remember, the NHS is moving into an integrated care system, to use the jargon, and we will need pharmacists to understand the patient pathway, from cradle to grave, I call it. So, you know, patients who are born born in the hospital as children, as babies, and then we treat them for the few, you know first few days, and then they're out in the community. And at the other end of their life, the patients who, who die, die in the hospital or care home or somewhere else, or in their own home, but we need to we need pharmacists to understand that whole thing so maybe that's an opportunity for you to um, if you want to apply to hospital to to think about the patient journey and say well what knowledge do I have with the transfers of cares you know the discharge prescription coming into community pharmacy the information between community pharmacy back to the GP practice pharmacy stroke hospital pharmacy and pitch your application along those lines rather than I work in the community pharmacy and I do these services and dispense these items. Just why are you doing those to manage patients? And certainly from a hospital perspective, we'd rather have less patients coming into hospital and more patients being treated outside of hospital. And I see that as the future. That's how I would think about it. And, and try to bring that into your application form somehow. Is it a case of the grass is always greener on the other side or should they, should they be worried about the risk of making a change like this? You don't always get it right in that you might do all the research in the world about this new job and you go into that new job and you find that the people are not, you're, they're not very nice or that they are in a different culture and your own culture and values isn't in line with theirs. You then either need to adjust yourself because they are already there, they won't necessarily adjust, you have to adjust. And in some respects, you have to tough it out. My advice to anybody who changes career or changes their job role is give yourself at least 100 days it's about three and a half months to really acclimatise yourself. And once you're through the 100 days, you'll generally have a good idea whether you are going to be OK in that role or not. So particularly in, in my role as a, a manager of pre-reg pharmacists, they tend to register in, in August, they tend to start their jobs in September, they tend to call me in around October, November, you know, I'm really unhappy, don't like this job, what shall I do? And I'll always say wait until the new year, because that's your 100 days. And then check in with me in, in the new year and we'll, we'll go from there. They either don't check in with me in the new year because they've settled in, or they check in and send me a text or a phone call and say, look, I'm all right now. I get it. You know, it just took me time to acclimatise into this and the people around me. That would be my advice. But, you know, if you are, after that 100 days, still genuinely unhappy and you've made a bad mistake, then you need to acknowledge that and say, actually, this isn't the right job for me, and then start thinking about an exit strategy. But again, you can't... You know, well, you can just walk out, but... I've had that before where people walk out and, and that's it really but most people need to earn money for a living so they will just tough it out while they're looking for other jobs How can those listening make the most of their role or adapt it just so it suits them more? Yeah, so what you need to be able to do is try something different so you need to find out what your skill set is so you, you're going to have you know, the bulk of your job will be your job because that's what you're employed to do but find something, go to your manager and, and, and speak to your manager and say, look, can I have 10% of my time or 20% of my time doing something else, which is outside of my normal remit, so I can begin to strengthen a different part of my skill set. And it's something that might be a short to medium term objective. So you have a start, middle and finish. And it's something that is going to make a difference to the service or the patients. So that then alleviates you from the boredom aspect. But, you know, we're paid to do a job. So, you know, for example, myself, I, I get bored really quickly. Um, so I'm always looking for opportunities to do different things. But I know that there's got to be a big proportion of my role is what is the stuff that I get paid to do. So it's managing this, managing that, that. That's what I'm paid to do. 
but even then that, that bit's boring but there's got to be an element of actually let's, let's do something else now um, so some, for some people they get bored and they just want to completely change but some people later on in your career when you have you know responsibilities you might be married I'm married with three kids so you then think about the, the money that you're earning for, for those reasons and hence you tend to be less inclined to take those, those big risks because you need that stability you need that regular income to pay the mortgage and, 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 and keep your lifestyle but again there's that bit that you can do you know, take on the leadership role go and talk to some you know go go in go and get involved with something else outside of your scope as long as it's part of the business's strategy and, 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 and operational plan you know and then and or going as well as that is go and talk to other more senior people and get some advice and get a mentor and get some advice from them around you know what is it that they that you you need your development in so don't rush into these things but if you begin to realize you're getting bored it's, it's having a conversation with somebody's really important that was Amir Safter discussing what you should consider when changing career don't forget to subscribe to CND podcast on iTunes or your Android podcast provider thanks for listening